This is Fire News Now, bringing you news and information from around the fire service. Proudly brought to you by the NEP Media Network. It's Friday, January 28th, 2022. I'm Grace Underwood. After a two-week period that saw one St. Louis and three Baltimore City firefighters killed while battling fires in vacant homes, the chief of the St. Louis Fire Department is calling on the city to start knocking down some of these empty buildings. In the meantime, Chief Dennis Jenkerson says the fire department is taking on new measures to protect firefighters while responding to incidents in these often dangerous buildings. The St. Louis Fire Department is working on a database that would allow firefighters to categorize the type of action they take when they show up to vacant building fires. Jankerson spoke to CBS affiliate KMOV4 about the initiative. It's a very high percentage of our calls. Type 1 would be absolutely no entry. It's missing a back wall, roof's gone, uh, very uh, unstable building. Uh, Type 2 might be a building that's got all four walls. Uh, somebody could possibly go in there and stay warm. We're going to take a quick look, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of time in there and get out. There are about 10,000 vacant buildings in St. Louis, and the chief says that about 40% of the fire department's calls are for incidents in these vacant buildings. Jenkerson's call for action comes after firefighter Ben Polson was killed while battling a blaze in a vacant home on January 13th. Funeral arrangements are being planned for those three Baltimore firefighters killed in the line of duty earlier this week. Lieutenant Paul Buttram, firefighter Kelsey Sadler, and firefighter Kenny Lacayo died when a vacant row house collapsed while they were battling a blaze in the building on January 24th. Baltimore Fire Chief Niles Ford announced that Sadler, who was acting as the officer of Engine 14 at the time of the fire, has been posthumously promoted to the rank of lieutenant. Baltimore Firefighters IAF Local 734 also announced that firefighter John McMaster, who was rushed from the fire in critical condition, was released from the hospital Thursday and will continue his recovery from home. The Milwaukee Fire Department responded to what its deputy chief is calling an abnormal amount of fires so far this year. Deputy Chief Eric Roden says the department has responded to 50 fires this month as of Tuesday, and more than half of them have required an extended amount of time for firefighters to bring under control. Roden tells WDJT some of the fires started due to space heaters. These fires have also gone to uh, greater alarms, which are second alarms and above. Uh, fires we've had to call extra resources in for to handle and manage. And let me be blunt, you know, we, we suffer abject poverty in many areas of the city. And we're seeing with that in the wintertime uh, throughout history, uh, residents kind of resorting to unconventional means to heat their homes. Roden says several of the fires required additional alarms and the uptick in fires may be caused to more people staying at home due to the pandemic. The Charleston, South Carolina Fire Department is also seeing a surge in call volume, with an 11% increase in emergency runs in 2021 compared to the year before. Charleston Firefighters Association, IFF Local 61, says this escalation in call responses comes at the same time the department is seeing an increase in vacancies among operations personnel. According to the union, there are 45 openings in fire suppression positions, with roughly 10% of operations personnel leaving in 2021 alone. They blame low wages for many firefighters moving on from the department. Entry-level firefighter EMTs are making just $12.88 an hour, which is actually 50 cents higher than it was before. 
Charleston Fire Chief Daniel Curia discussed the issue of inadequate pay for firefighters with WCSC Live 5 News. The really important conversation is what does a firefighter in Charleston make compared to what it costs to secure housing in Charleston? And if you factor the housing component in, then it, it paints a picture in which many of our firefighters don't live in the city of Charleston. Last several weeks, the, the people who have left the Charleston Fire Department, they all have not mentioned pay as a factor, but the predominant theme has been the, the cost of living, specifically related to the housing. Chief Curia is working with the mayor and city council to address these issues. The issue of staffing shortages and inadequate pay for firefighters is a nationwide problem. In Durham, North Carolina, the city council recently approved a 14% pay hike for firefighters. Professional Firefighters of Durham, IFF Local 668 President Jimmy Wright, says more than 30 firefighters left the department last year, forcing the city to shut down companies every day. Wright says the pay increase will help. However, he's concerned about pay compression with the new plan. Some new firefighters are making more than those who have been with the service for four to five years. Wright expressed concern that many firefighters are not making an adequate living wage, even with the new pay increase. Wright told WNCN CBS 17 that he hopes the city council will address this concern. We've, we've been shutting trucks down each day. Hopefully this is a, a good step in the right direction to stopping that and working towards getting out of this hole and getting it filled. The 14% pay increase will take effect on January 28th and will cost the city of Durham $9 million annually. And now, a word from NEP Services. NEP Services presents Adapt or Die. The 2022 Adapt or Die Conference. Adapt or Die. Advanced communications training for leaders and emergency responders. With an incredible lineup of speakers from the worlds of public safety, organized labor, politics, and beyond. Adapt or Die. And introducing keynote speaker, Cody Gandy from Jocko Willick and Leif Babin's Echelon Front. Now, when I first came on board, I heard Jocko and Leif talking about default aggressive. Immediately registered with me because in the Marine Corps, we utilized the bias for action. And now bias for action, what that meant was to be aggressive. Aggressive in every single thing that we did. March 10th to 11th, 2022, at the Mirage in Las Vegas. Visit www.neptraining.org for more information and to register. Let's get back to the news. Sacramento Metro fire officials say they're overwhelmed and aren't sure when relief will come. Due to the COVID-19 Omicron wave and the issues with the EMS service that have accompanied it. Firefighters and EMTs say long hospital waits, a surge in non-emergency medical calls, and staff shortages have driven first responders to a breaking point. Captain Parker Wilburn tells NBC Nightly News hospital turnarounds that should take 15 minutes are now taking more than an hour. They're sitting inside the hallway of the hospital. We call it wall time because they're sitting on the wall waiting for a bed. COVID's brought a light to an issue that was already here. Wilburn says delays in getting patients to be seen at the hospital has always been an issue, but has been worsened due to the pandemic. And finally, Troy, New York firefighters responded to a call of a man who fell into the freezing cold Hudson River. Troy firefighters responded to the scene and found the man clinging to a pole in the water. 
At first, rescuers tried to pull them in from the frigid river with a rope, but eventually realized they'd have to make entry into the water in order to help. Rich Bellamy was that chosen firefighter to do the job. When I was able to drop in, he wasn't moving much. You could tell he was definitely very cold. I was able to get the life safety device around him, and we were able to make a quick place. Thanks to Bellamy's heroic efforts, the man was pulled to safety. Troy Fire Chief Eric McMahon told Albany ABC affiliate News 10 that his firefighters go through extensive training in cold temperatures with the proper equipment so they are trained to handle situations just like this one. We are helping people, they're assisting people, bringing people to the hospital in the worst days of their lives. Really, every single day they are here serving the citizens of the city of Troy. I, I, I just could not be more proud of our guys. From the NEP Media Network, this is the January 28, 2022 edition of Fire News Now. Remember to subscribe to Fire News Now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also reach us at nep.news at nepservices.com. We hope you are all staying positive and testing negative out there. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time.